There are too many people out here chasing a bag. Mm-hmm. And when you chase a bag, the bag's going to run from you. All the time. What you need to do is chase people. Who are you? What skills do you have? What problem do you solve? And if you can solve that problem, the more people you solve that problem for, the more money you will make. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com and three two one you're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find people who have done stuff and built stuff and they have social proof. And social proof is the ability to build something and do it so well that they can teach other people how to do it. And we have the money man. Uh-oh. We got the money man. We're going to teach you how, how, how to build wealth. Uh-oh. How to really, really manage your money, man. We got my brother, Ash Cash. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me. Long time coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It happens when it's supposed to happen. Absolutely. That's that's a fact. That's a fact. So so tell the people about yourself, man. Man. We're going to get into the money, though. I'm asking you questions about We talk about money. Let's go. Let's get to the bag, right? right? So uh, Ash Cash, Exantis, um, you know, I'm a financial educator, uh, someone who, uh, you know, I'm I'm from Harlem, first and foremost. I got to say that because my my, my guys back in the block, they they would never forgive me. Uh, So I'm from St. Nicholas Projects, 129th Street, 8th Avenue. Uh, Grew up single parent home, uh, you know, been a hustler all my life though been packing bags eight years old uh, at the local supermarket uh, was was selling mixtapes and t-shirts at 125th mm. Street as a, as a vendor graduated started you know working uh, at a video store and then one day uh, you know somebody came and said yo they're hiring at Chase Manhattan Bank and that's how you know right I was 19 years old uh, I got my first job my first official job as a teller and the rest is history was that at college or no I, I mean straight out of high school so I played ball uh, and and, you know, I got, ex- uh, that's another story, but. I don't know why I thought, like, to work at a bank, you got to go to college. Nah, that's man. Not the case. Nah, it's not the case. So, in, in fact, in, you know, funny fact uh, is that I worked in the bank uh, straight out of high school, right? I was 19 years old. What? I did everything in banking, teller, personal banker, branch manager, private banker. Uh, I was the CEO of a credit union. I did all of that with no degree. How long, how, what time frame was this? So, um. You're, you're, you're saying from 2000 to about uh, 2012, so about mm-hmm. 12 years. Uh, I actually got, I, I do have a degree now, but I got my degree in 2015. And, and the only reason I got my degree 
after banking uh, was because I wanted to get a CFP, a Certified Financial Planner's License, and they require you to have a bachelor's degree. But I was a banker with just an associate. So I did, I did, you know, I I, I did have a two-year degree uh, in finance and investments, but no, I didn't, you know, all of this uh, was really straight out of high school because honestly, you know, I played ball um, in high school and then I had got into some trouble. So I got expelled 10th grade. Basketball, football? Basketball, right? So I got got in trouble so I couldn't play ball my last year, right? My 12th, you know, Got kicked out, hanging out with the wrong wrong crowd. Um, one of the things I think that that's that's Did you uh, bust a move ass cast. Nah, you know you know what it is. Um, you know I grew up in the nineties, man, and in the nineties there was a lot of gang activity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no gang. I got all blue on. I ain't no gang though. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? know what side you on. Well, 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 said. Uh, you know I'm rocking blue, but I ain't no crypto. But I got a gang. You know what I'm saying? Um, nah. So it was a lot of gang activity. Um, and I, you know, when you when you from where you from, um, whether it's whether it's your business or not, if something go down, you gotta, you know, you gotta be a part of that. Sure, um, sure. And so I was just, you know, just around the wrong people. Um, and so got it. It was a big fight. Decided to want, you know, I, not, not even I wanted to get involved with it. I had to get involved with it um, at that time. And then, you know, got expelled. So I, so I had to do the 10th grade over. Um, mm. And then so my last year, because I couldn't play ball, I, that's why I decided to get a job. Um, and then I even didn't even, you know, I didn't think about college. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go to college. Um, and so this opportunity to work in a bank literally saved my life because now, you know, I'm sort of like playing, you know, I want to I want to be a street guy. I'm not really a street guy. I'm from the streets. I know street people, but I didn't really want to play that game. Um, and so getting a job kind of really helped me, you know. And then from there, um, I fell in love, man. I fell in love with money. Mm. Um, I fell in love with banking. I fell in love with the, with money mindset, right, most importantly. Um, and I realized that there were a lot of wealthy people that, um, you know, I, I thought coming from the hood, I thought wealth looked a certain kind of way. Yeah. Uh, but to, to be a banker and have a, a client worth two million dollars and his jeans look horrible and his shirt is ripped up mm. and, you know, and, and seeing that and then going and, and see the, 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 the person that got the mink and the bends, you know, crying to me about overdraft fees. I was like, wait, hold on. Mm. Like there, there's a there's a misconception about what money really, really is and what money really looks like. It's not to say the, per- the person with the bends is broke and the person with the jeans got money, it's just to say that money don't really have a look, right? You could you could you could have a Benz and be broken, you could have a Benz and be and, and have yeah. money. You know what I'm saying? You could have ripped up jeans and be broken. You could have ripped up jeans and have money. So it really isn't a look. It's really about, you know, what are you doing with your money? And then secondly, um, it's really about, you know, how how do you view money? Are you working hard for money or is money working hard for you? And when I realized that, in the words of the Honorable Sean Carter, there's much bigger th- issues in the world I know, but I first had to take care of the world I know. Mm. And so, I, you know, I, after having a great career in banking, uh, I decided that I wanted to teach my people more about real wealth, not not flashy wealth, yeah. not, you know, the wealth that, you know, if you if, if you have a, a, an emergency, you lose it all tomorrow. Mm. Like, how do you truly build wealth? Uh, and then I became a financial educator. And so right now, you know, I just teach people how to change their mindset, how to manage money. Mm. Uh, I'm an author. Uh, I've written eight books. Four of them have been bestsellers. Mm. Uh, I travel the country, you know, teaching financial education. I've been on every media platform you could think of. Uh, CNN, M- MSNBC, um, Sway in the Morning, uh, mm. 
everything. You name it, you know, Billboard, um, Success Magazine, Money Magazine. Um, and, I, you know, I, you know, I'm just somebody, I serve the people. I serve the people. I, you know, I understand uh, what it takes to be financially free. Uh, there's a lot of people uh, that have the ability to become financially free, but they just need uh, to, to, you know, the, some, some, some of the tools yeah. necessary. And, and that's what I provide. For sure. All right. So walk me back to age 19. Yeah. You're working at a bank. Yeah. You obviously go in because it's a job. Yeah. How much you going to pay me? Yeah. I'll take that. Absolutely. When did you start to fall in love with the bank? Man, so so I, I fell in love, fast out to Michael Black, one of my branch managers, right? So I, so so just to kind of put it in context, uh, I worked at Two Penn Plaza, right? That was the Madison Square Garden branch. Mm-hmm. And so that's the time where banking is super duper busy. People are going into banks. Uh, banking wasn't what it is today. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody walks into banks now. Um, and so I'm, and I'm, I'm walking into this branch. Uh, is a black dude from Jamaica. He's Jamaican. His name is Michael Black, and he's the branch manager. Like, he runs this mega branch. We had two floors. We had about 20, 30 tellers. We had 10 bankers. And so I'm watching this dude walk through the bank, and he, like, he's the boss, mm. right? The majority of our clients are white, you know what I'm saying? And, and he runs it. Um, at that point, I, it opened up my mind. You know, you know, Einstein saying once your mind is stretched to a certain level, can't you can't unstretch it. Mm. Uh, it opened up my mind and said, "Whoa, wow! I'm a teller right now, but I could get to this dude's level where I'm, you know, like run, running things." Mm. Um, so you just pretty much you saw somebody that you can model yourself after. Absolutely, without a doubt. So you might not even be in finance if it was like a white guy in a suit, cordy looking dude. No, no, no way, no way in the world. If my man, if my branch manager was a white corny looking dude, I probably would have been there eight months and I would have probably found something else to do. Right. Wow. But the fact that I saw that the highest level of the bank, this guy ran it. I, I started to say, all right, that's 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 what I'm going to do. And in fact, it's funny because that's I was only a teller for eight months after that. Right. So I visualize now. So now I say, you know what? What's next? I want to be customer service. Right. So now I'm starting to wear suits because the tellers are only wearing shirts and ties. Customer service wears suits. So I'm wearing suits now. Now mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm learning the lingo. I'm seeing what they're doing. I'm being extra nice with my, with, with my clients. My, my teller clients are coming to my window. I'm going out there and help. Oh, let me walk you to customer service. Let me see how I can help you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm making their job easier. Um, and that's how I started getting promoted every single time. You know, and, and so here, mind you. Right. I started at 19. By 24, I was a VP. Right, I was a VP, so one of the youngest vice presidents of a of a of a of a bank, of a national international Man. bank at 24 years old. Um, you know, at 31, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit. At 31, I became a CEO of a credit union, one of the youngest CEOs of a federally chartered bank. All facts, though. Google, what? Google, Google me. It's all facts. At 31 years old, and so really, it, you know, uh, I mean, but but it's the, it was the ambition. It was being able to see it, and once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it, and I was I just you know, I, as a natural hustler, as a natural grinder, I just said, yo, I got I, I got to go get it. And wow, you know so what I'm happened to the dude, the the, the 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 main guy? Yeah, nah, salute salute to Michael Black. The funny thing about it is that we were actually we became like I was a branch manager at the same time as he was a branch wow. manager, right? And so he would always tell me. So I remember, I think I, I want to say at the time that I, I got my first branch, he had moved to Rockefeller Center, right? Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, he was kind of progressing and going to bigger and bigger branches because Rockefeller Center, 
I mean, you obviously was, you know, the, you know, where all the money was. Uh, and I remember, uh, you know, becoming a branch manager and saying, I got to find Michael Black. And luckily, you know, I became my, my first branch was at Chase. Um, and so I, you know, I knew he was still at Chase. I went to go see him and, and, you know, he was telling me, you know, how proud he was of me. But at that time, I guess, um, he had got, you know, you know, the banking business could, could wear you out. Mm-hmm. So he ain't had the same swag. swag. Yeah, he yeah. still had the same swag. He right. had the, uh, you know, you know how Obama came into office, you yeah. know, first year. Eight, by, by, by year eight, he got white hairs and all that. Right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was like, yo, five o'clock. Exactly. Yeah, I, gotta I gotta go, go I gotta go. Word, word, word. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yo, that's amazing. Yeah. So, outside of, like, learning about money, how did you move up those ranks? Yeah. So fast, so young. Yeah, I think I think it's it's really um, you know Jim Rohn says you know d- uh, you know work for the job that you want, not the one that you have. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, uh, it was always, 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 always thinking a step ahead, right? Yeah. And so and even as an entrepreneur, though, I think I think what what people re- what people are always in a space of, uh, I'm only gonna do what I'm being paid for. I say in everything you do, even as an entrepreneur, you should over deliver always, right? Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when I was a teller, I was over delivering. I was doing customer service. When I was customer service, I was over delivering. I was being a personal banker. When I was a personal banker, I was over delivering. I was acting like I was the manager, right? Mm-hmm. What happens is now, uh, number one, just from an energetic perspective, because I'm a big believer of the law of attraction, from an energy perspective, I'm being what I want to be, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I'm not like like I'm not waiting until I'm, I'm a, I have multi-millions in my account to be a multi-millionaire. Talk. I'm a multi-millionaire right Talk. now. I move and walk and talk like a multi-millionaire. You got to be it first. Because once you be it, the universe, you confuse you. The universe like, yo, what's up? Yo, this dude, yo, what's up with this dude? He moving like a multi-millionaire. You got no million. Yo, hurry up. Let's, let's put some millions in the account. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to confuse the universe. Universe is like, yo, this dude is a teller and he's moving like a, no, no, no. Let's get, let, let, let's move some things around and get him this position. Mm. Yo, he's a he's a personal banker and he and he's moving around like he run the bank. No, 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 no. We need to open up some spots to get to, to give him what he rightly deserves because that's how he's moving. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's how I got promoted so fast. Yo, I'm I'm Yo, moving. The podcast just started. Calm down. Say something to end. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black. Uh, voices and influencers from Black Voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black Voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. 
Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. Oh, my fault. Save some for the end. My fault. My fault. It's getting yeah. too crazy right you know, now. You know? It's I mean, too early. If you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know what I'm yo, saying? So I, I, yo, I feel like um, like just moving off the energy and the excitement, yeah. you can get way more things out of life. And oh, wait, we get we move so timid because we don't know. Like yeah. we don't the the for some the next step is super scary. Yeah. But for others, the next step is super exciting. Absolutely. And if the next step is scary, we move scared. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want to say too much. I don't yeah. want to be walking around this bank. I, people going to think I think I own the bank. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right? But if you walk with that expectation, right. you just painted a, a dope picture, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the universe just moved. Hold on. Get this yo, man. Like, yo, what, what, what are we doing? Yeah, had you see how that's working? Like, yo, we need to move some stuff out of the way fast. Yo, and that's a big fact, though. I'm telling you, like, yo, I promise you. So it's so funny uh, because the other day uh, I was reading. So, I, so my first book came out in 2009, right? It's called My Right Money, Right? Ten Laws of Financial Freedom. You know, the other day on page 48, so y'all, y'all can see I'm not jacking moves, right? I was a banker when I wrote that book. And in page 48, really? I was a banker when I wrote that book. Page 48, I have my definite chief aim, right? What I was going to accomplish. Yo, I read that the other day. I'm at 80%. Wow. I'm at 80%. And so, and so, yo, write it and make it plain, right? And so you, so, so, so I'm saying to say that, yeah, you could, you could move timid, but the reason why you, you moving timid, cause you don't understand who you are. Yeah. If you knew who you are, if you understood your power, right? And not, not to get, you know, all godly and spiritual, but I, but I believe I'm God, right? Yeah. Little G, greatness on display, I'm made in the image and likeness of God. And so if God, if God can have everything, why well, can't have everything? Mm. If I'm made in the image and likeness of God, then I'm that. Mm. And so what, what, what's happening is that entrepreneurs, nine to fathers, people who are not living their best life, they're not asking. Yeah. They asking timid. They saying, I'm not sure. So universe say, okay, your wish is my command. So I'm going to show you why you're not sure. So mm. I'm not going to give you nothing to make you sure. Your mm. wish is my command. But for the people who walk walk that walk, like yo, I'm yo, this is me. Yeah. I got this. Universe says, okay, which is my command? You do got this. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like you know, you, you know, it's it's a it's it's something that people need to understand. You got to know who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether you believe in God, Allah, Buddha. Whatever it is, whatever you believe in, you have to understand that you were made in the image and likeness of God, and your job on this earth is to display God. It's to demonstrate God, greatness on display. G O D, G O D. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I like it. These mics is floating because their joints would drop. You know what I'm saying? I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? So, so, how do we develop that? Okay, because it's 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 easy to say it. Yeah. But when everything is uh, on your shoulders and all you've seen, it's almost like um, somebody who they dated somebody and the person cheated. Yep. And they break out with them. They date somebody else. Person cheats. They break out with yep. them. Yep. And this happens three or four times. And then in the in their mind, they've been conditioned all men or all women are dogs or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yep, yep. With all of that experience, because there's people watching it who yeah. have these experiences, and you're telling them you need to walk in this thing. Yeah. 
how do we develop that with so much on our, yeah. in our experience? So, so, I, so I'll tell you this, right? Um, depression happens because you keep looking back. Anxiety happens because you're looking too far forward. All, all I'm telling you is to stay right, right here in the now, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give you this analogy that I love all the time, right? So I don't, I don't drive without Waze. So Waze is a, is a, is a navigation app, right? I don't drive without Waze because Waze, you put your address in where you want to go, and Waze already knows what's happening in the traffic sphere. And so if if, if it's telling me to take I twenty. And I know normally I would take I-285. There's a reason why Waze is telling me to take I-20 because they might be packed on I-285. And so I'm going to listen to Waze, right? But let's say I don't listen to Waze. Let's say I go however way I want to go. I go to I-285 and I get stuck, right? Waze is not going to take me back where I started and tell me how to get to where I'm going. It's going to recalculate it from where? From where I am currently, right? And so I think what what people do is the people who had the bad relationships, the people who had all these bad experiences, they keep replaying this negative thing in their head. They keep trying to start over. They keep trying to backtrack and figure out where did I go wrong? Where did I do this left turn? Why would I do this this way? And then then they try to reroute themselves from the path past when that don't even exist no more. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care where you're from. I don't care who you know, right? There's nothing you could do to bring back the past, right? And even if you do everything that you think you're supposed to be doing, there's nothing you could do to control the future. And so I just live in daytight compartments. I'm telling every single person that, that hears the sound of my voice, I need you to live in daytight compartments. What does that mean? That means where do you want to go? Don't tell me about what happened in the past. Don't tell me about what mistakes you, I don't care about none of that. Right now, today, where do you want to go? Put in that destination and just move in daytight compartments. Why is that, right? Because at the end of the day, even when tomorrow comes, it's still today. Mm-hmm. And so if all you do is the best that you could do today, everything else is going to work out. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I also believe, again, I said I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. It's about awareness. Mm-hmm. Right? You get what you are aware of. Yeah. Right? There are people right now, as we speak, who are aware of how many jobs have been lost. They're aware about how many, uh, you know, how bad the economy looks and the outlook. They're aware of that. Right? They focus on that. They focus on how many people died from COVID. They're aware. And guess what happens? They, they're stuck in doom and gloom because they, they, they're awareness of that. Then there's another side of people who are aware of how many millionaires were made during this time. They're aware about all the great opportunities that exist right now. They are aware that this is the best time to be alive because there's a wealth transfer happening right now. They're aware of that. And that awareness is what's allowing some people to crush it. I'm talking about crush. Yo, I had a friend call me and said, yo, Ash, yo, yo, I'm $18,000 away from having a million dollars in my account. He said, yo, I'm 18,000, yo, in a pandemic. He said, yo, and this is a business that he didn't even have pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. right? And so there are people who are killing it, who are crushing it. 100%. But it's about awareness, though. And so the, for the person, right, you you know uh, what, what Henry Ford says, so, you know, there's those who think they can and those who think they can't, and they You're both right. right. 100%. And so there are people right now, and, and, I, and, and honestly, it's not even my job to convince those people, Right? I'm not in. I'm in. I'm not in that business. I'm not in the business of trying to convince people that if you focus on doom and gloom, you'll get doom and gloom. If you focus on abundance, you'll get abundance. What my job is is to display God, right? Greatness on display. And so the way I teach is I show you, 
Yeah. I don't gotta. I don't gotta tell you. I'm a. I'm a show you. I'm a say yo. Right. Like I, yo. I got as we speak. I got three television deals, bro. Like mm. as we speak. Right. Like 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 during the pandemic, the, these these companies are reaching out. They like yo. We want you on television. I wrote that 12 years ago though too. It's in the mm. book. For, go 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 to my right money right. Tell us of financial freedom. Page 48. I wrote that. I wrote that 12 years ago. Right. And how do those opportunities come? Because I'm aware that abundance is my birthright. I don't accept nothing else. I don't hear you. If somebody's talking about doom and gloom, I don't understand that. Me no speak it. <laughs> I don't speak that language. I love and, it. and so I would tell anybody who's having that, um, and it's not, it's not me um, poking fun at it. It's not me making light of it. It's me. It's it's reality. Reality is what you focus on. Period. Right. You if you if you if you're sick. And you're focusing on your sickness, you're not gonna get healthy. Yeah, 100%. If you broke and you focus on being broke, you're not gonna get wealthy. You need to focus on what you want. Yeah. If you sick, focus on wellness. Don't 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 hang out other other sick people. If you sick, stop hanging around sick people. Yeah. If you sick, go find some some healthy people, some people who are working out, some people who are healthy, vibrant. Hang out with them. Don't go to a nursing home and see a, a, a seventy year old who's who's on their deathbed. Watch a seventy year old who's doing pull ups. Yeah. Right? Cause cause now you're like, wait, hold on. All right, so so all right, let me let me move in that in that faction. Yeah. If 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 you broke right now, stop hanging around with people who broke. Start hanging out with dudes that, that that are making it happen. Dudes that don't make no excuses. Dudes who are, you know what I'm saying? And because the awareness of that, how can I unsee that? Yeah. How how can how can my man hit me and tell me he's eighteen thousand dollars away from being a millionaire, having a million dollars cash money in his account? I can't unsee that. I can't unhear that. Yeah. When somebody tell me, they, yo, they did a hundred bands in a month, a hundred bands in two days. I can't unhear that. Right. <laughs> I was at my man crib. He told me that 1.1 million on Black Friday. Yep. Yeah. I can't. Un- I you can't. can't you can't. It. And can't. he showed me the phone. I won't put his business on. He showed me the phone with the dates. Yeah. I said. Uh, yeah. I. Yeah. I can't unsee. You can't unsee it. And now I know it's possible. Absolutely, that's it. He's not much taller than me. Right. Yeah, I don't know if he's much better speaker than me. Right. I believe if if you cut his arm, it'll probably bleed red like me. Absolutely. I feel like yeah. it, it's possible now. Absolutely. Without you a doubt. You feel me? Without a doubt. All right, so I, I need to know yeah. your first lessons in money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're you are around the money. Yeah. Right? You're you're understanding how it works and you're seeing the overdraft fees. Yeah. What was your first lesson in money as a 19-year-old? Yeah, first month, first lesson in money um, is that we got to stop working hard for money. Money needs to work hard for us, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because most of the people who I knew uh, who had the overdraft fees, who were struggling, were the, were the people who worked, right? Mm-hmm. They exchanged time for money, their physical labor for money. Uh, the people who were living it up, you know, the clients that had time, to, 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 you know, kick back at my desk and just 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 shoot the shit. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, those clients, you know, they, 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 they were bosses. They owned something. They created something that keep paying them over and over, right? They had employees or they were, you know, the landlords who bought the, the property and the tenants were paying them. Like, every single one of the folks that I knew that were wealthy had an asset. And the asset paid for the things, not their labor, and so I said, you know what? I got to stop working hard for money. 
I got to figure out how do I get some assets, right? Because here's the deal. There are four types of people on this earth. You got consumers, producers, investors, and philanthropists. Consumers, producers, producers investors, investors, and philanthropists. Okay, talk to me. What happens is most people are only consumers, mm -hmm. right? They make money, they consume. They make money, they consume. And what are they doing? They're stopping the cycle of money, right? Money's supposed to circulate, and what happens is that as consumers, they're just consuming, and now they have to work again to make some money. But what if you were a consumer and a producer? Now you consume, and now you're producing something. And as you produce, you're now putting that thing out to sell, and now people are paying you for it. If you're investing, right, now you take that money and you're investing in something, that investment is paying you back. If you're a philanthropist, you're giving to something that you love, universal love, I mean universal law, the more you give, the more you get. So now you become all four people, you're truly financially free. Mm -hmm. Because not only does the money come in, I consume, I produce, I invest, I give away, and from those other three buckets, things are coming back to me. From being a producer, I get, I get stuff back. From being an investor, I get money back. From being a philanthropist, I get opportunities and things back. Right. And so my, my first lesson was that was, like, yo, we got to stop working hard for money. Mm. We got to change that relationship. When did when did it do you can you pinpoint the moment you're sitting across the desk from somebody and it's like, yo, kind of like the moment where you saw my man. He was, yo, he's he walking around. It's a certain way he walked. Jim Rohn said, yeah, he yeah. said, maybe it's the walk. Yeah. You need to get your walk down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So do you remember like the situation or the person that you talked to and you was like, yo. I got it. Yeah, so for me, uh, I was a I was a private banker before I became a branch manager. Uh, I was a private banker, so I I worked with the mass affluent, which means that you had to have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in investable assets, um, and I had a book of business of four hundred clients. My my most wealthiest clients were worth, worth uh, twenty two million dollars. Mm. I think going through that book of business and realizing. You know, I had some doctors, you know, that were that were part of my book, you know, my portfolio. They weren't wealthy, right? Because those were the ones that were asking me for deals and trying to figure out how I get them better mortgage rate or, you know, they, they, they were the ones I was speaking to all the time, right? Um, and so I realized that even from a high level, right, a lot of these doctors were making, were pulling six figures. They were making a lot of money, but they worked for money still. Right. And, and, and that's the biggest thing I want you all to realize, too, is that it's not about the amount of money. There's somebody right now who makes a million dollars who is still living check to check. 100 percent. There's somebody right now as we speak. Make a million, spend a million. Exactly. In one. Exactly. <laughs> and they're living check to check. And so it, it wasn't until uh, I won't say his name, um, but it was a Jewish guy um, who owned um, a chain of uh, like streetwear, urbanwear. He was, he was my $22 million client. Um, and I don't know, maybe I was, you know, I'm a nice guy, like to hang out with me. He would just call me to his office and we would hang out. He would take me to lunch, right? And I realized, like, you were yo, his banker. I'm his and banker. he would just call you over. Yeah, he would just call me over, like, yo, hey, I, it wasn't even bank stuff. Like, yo, just hang out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I realized, I'm like, yo, this dude is, like, is living the life. I, I see your accounts. I know what you're pulling in. And you not and you just chilling. And so it was at that point that I realized, like, how is he chilling? Is because he owns, and that's the other thing. A lot of times they were, it was actually different, uh, a different chain of urban wear that you that in my mind I thought they were competitors. And he owned both of them. Mm. He owned both. He owned both, right? 
Um, and I think at that moment I realized like, yo, it's, it's about ownership until you own your own, you can't be free. Um, and then for me, uh, it started to really click that. All right. You know, it's, 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 it's time to get into ownership business. Um, because the other thing too, is that if you work for money, you can't duplicate yourself. Right. Um, and so the amount of money that you can make is, is, is finite, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, like, you, you know, you can't make a million dollars if you work a job that's paying you $50,000 right. a year. It's just not possible. But if you own some stuff, you can, right? If you own a business and you hire people, you can. If you own a, you know, a digital property, you can. If you own a physical property that you can sell over and over. I wrote my book in 2009. I still get paid from that every single year, mm -hmm. right? Every single month, actually, right? But so, so it's really about, like, what are you doing, right? What kind of assets you own? And I think that was the beginning of it for me. It wasn't, okay. I, I, you know, I wouldn't say that that particular, um, you know, that particular event was, you know, when I got it because there was still um, some trial and error, right? And so a lot of people who might be listening to this now might say, well, you're making it, you know, it seems easy. You're making it sound so easy. Um, I'm telling you my truth from where I am right now, right? But, you know, there was some, there was some, some unlearning, right? There was some unlearning that had to happen because, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a household that say, you know, work hard, get a good job retire when you 60 so i had to i had to re you know uncondition that yo i remember the first time um that i decided to quit my six-figure banking job to be an entrepreneur you know my mother god rest her soul like she almost attacked me mm. she almost she was like boy are you crazy you know we like you got you got one of the best jobs you were the boss you the i wasn't really the boss i reported to somebody i was just following orders mm -hmm. i just i was just the face mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying uh i'm you know everybody's looking at me everybody's proud of me right i'm, I'm from 129th street and 8th avenue i'm from the projects people are looking like yo this this kid that used to play the corners is now the manager of a bank Right, you know, I don't know if Chase still does it, but when you walk into Chase Bank, you see a big picture of the person. Mm. You got their face and their name underneath. Right, somebody walk into the bank, you people will show off like, yo, let me yo, yo come here, let me show you my man's. <laughs> That's my man's man's. Let me show you. You know what I'm saying? They were proud, but I, but but you know, I felt like I was selling my soul because I knew it was more. And so the first time I jumped out and you know decided to quit and you know become an entrepreneur. How old were you? Uh, I was. Uh, I was about to turn 30, so I was 29. Mm. Yeah, I was 29. Actually, uh, funny thing is that I actually um, uh, threw myself a retirement party, right? Mm. So, I, so, I, so I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm about to do this. You know what I'm saying? I had a, I had a, I was about to turn 30. Um, you know, I had a retirement party at the 4040 Club, mm. um, and, and I decided that I was going to jump out the window uh, and become an entrepreneur. Um, and, and I fell on my face though too. So I'm not. So, so, I, so, I, so in full disclosure, yeah. uh, I became a homeowner. I, I bought my first home. My wife and I uh, when, when I was 25 years old. Right. Yeah. While you're working at the bank. While I was working at the okay. bank. Um, and so when I decided to leave banking and become an entrepreneur, I was already used to a, a six-figure lifestyle, yeah. right? Um, my first year, I, you know, I wrote the book. Um, I was on Hot 97. I was, you know, Black Enterprise, Essence. I was doing before, my thing. Before we get there. Before yeah, yeah, we yeah, get there. yeah. So you were at the bank for how long? Uh, so from 2000 to two. So when I, when I was about, about nine years. About nine yeah, years. Yeah, but I had to jump back in, though. Yeah. Oh, so you left and went back. Yeah, so that's what I was okay. that's, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I got you. Right? Hold on, but yeah, before yeah. you get there, yeah, before yeah. you get there. So were you making some uh, money moves before you left? No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What led up to, okay, I'm going to leave? Yeah, so, you know, I, so, so the thing is, so here's the deal, right? I was making a lot of money 
but I was still flashy, right? I was still uh, trying to, I mean, I'll be honest, I was trying to keep up with the drug deal. So I was I was still hanging out with the guys, you know what I'm saying? We was going to the clubs, you know what I'm saying? I remember mm. my first car was a, a, a Dodge Intrepid, right? I had the gold Dodge Intrepid with the, with the uh, if you know, you know. I had the gold Dodge Intrepid with the rims. Uh, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I had the rims, I had the tents, mm. I was killing it, right? right. Uh, always fresh, going to the club, Mars twenty one twelve, all, all everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I was, I was spending a lot of money. Um, and so when I decided to quit, uh, I really thought that fame equals money, though, right? Because I, ne- I was never an entrepreneur. I was a nine to five guy. Uh, and for some reason, I just thought that if everybody knew who I was, um, then I would just, you know, the money would come with it. And so when I wrote my first book, um, you know, I was still working at the bank. I was, you know, you know, grinding it out. You know, I, I got some some big placements, some, you know, Hot 97, Black Enterprise, Essence. Um, and, you know, one of my one of my bosses uh, came to me one day. Uh, they knew I was writing a book, but they didn't know at what magnitude. Um, and somehow somebody, you know, I don't know who, but somebody showed them my website right. he comes to me and says yo is this you I said yeah it's me because my name is Ash Exantis right mm-hmm. but, I, but I wrote under Ash Cash mm-hmm. and so some, you know what I mean if you don't know you don't know um, and so it was an ego thing that made me quit because he was like well how are you going to focus on what you got to do here at the bank and you know you're on Hot 97 like he was making it seem like you know that he thought the success would go to my head so I said you know what I quit you know what I'm saying? So success did go to your head, actually. It did, absolutely. He was, right. he was absolutely <laughs> right. right. He was absolutely right. Because I quit. Um, I threw myself a retirement party. Uh, you know, I start I started grinding it out. Uh, my first year uh, as an entrepreneur, I probably made about 50, 60, 60 grand. Doing which, what? Uh, speaking, writing books. So it was mainly from the, you know, on the speaking circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a contract with um, ACS, uh, which is like the, the children's services, mm-hmm. uh, teaching financial literacy to, to kids who were out of foster care. Um, and so I was getting good contracts. I was getting good speaking engagements. I was good, you know, I was getting, I was selling, you know, decent amount of books, but it wasn't enough to sustain my lifestyle because I had already created this lifestyle that was a $100,000 lifestyle. Um, and so I almost, you know, I almost went into foreclosure. Right, mm-hmm. I had to I had to put my house up for a short sale. Uh, mm-hmm. The embarrassment, you know, what I'm saying of my neighbors, you know, coming looking at me and saying, "Yo, yo, I, yo, I saw your house listed on the, on the foreclosure list." Like, Ash, what's going on? Right, and mind you, yeah, I'm teaching about money. Right, mind you, I'm teaching about money, and I'm on the radio, and I'm on television, and I'm doing, I'm in magazines. Oh, that hurts. All bad. Right. And so and so for me, that made me realize, like, yo, you got to change this stuff up. And, and it was really at that moment where I started to really say, all right, now I got I got I got I got to stop working hard for money. Right. Because even as an entrepreneur, I created a job for myself. If I didn't grind, I wasn't getting paid. Right. And so I decided, you know, I had to swallow my pride and I went back into the banking world. So I went back into the banking Not world. The same bank, obviously. No, no. I went to uh, to Citibank mm-hmm. uh, on 145th Street, uh, 45 million dollar branch, uh, which was also the blessing, though. Right. It was the blessing because it was while I was in Citibank. Um, one of the, the folks that worked at Citibank uh, knew of a nonprofit organization in Queens that was starting a new credit union and needed a CEO for it. Mm. So had I not gone back though, right? Had I not gone back to the bank, I would have never had the opportunity to become a CEO of a credit union because I wouldn't have met the guy who introduced me to the other guy who got me to the CEO got position. You, you know so what I'm saying? nine years at the first bank. Yep. You become an entrepreneur for how long? Um, so Before I want to say about, about a year and a half. About a year and a half. About you year go and back half. to the bank. Yeah, I go back to the bank. How long yeah. were you at the bank? Um, and so from... 
I want to say from 2012 to about 2015, so about three years. Yeah, three more years. Um, I did, you know, I, I did, you know, I was at Citibank for about a year, and then I was at the credit union for about a year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. and then after that, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, one of the things I did when I went back to Citibank, I thought, you know, I, my resume was good. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, now I could, I could, I could command the, the money that I was been commanding. The great thing about it, though, I didn't have to stop my my books and none of that right, stuff. Right, right. And so now I'm still writing. Um, you know, I was writing for AllHipHop.com. Fashion out to Chuck Creekmore. I was writing for allhiphop.com, nice. which, you know, exasperated my, you know, my exposure to another level mm. because at the time, um, you know, people were still going to websites. I think they had like 7 million unique views a month. Yeah. Um, and I'm a, and I was still working at the bank. And so now I'm still making some side money. I'm making good money. Uh, was able to save up some money, uh, bought some property, mm. you know, got some tenants and was able to now say, you know what, next time I quit, I'm not relying on me. I'm relying on these tenants to sure. pay. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, and in that way, the, the the next time I decided to leave, I actually didn't go go cold turkey into entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, I went from having a six-figure job, working, you know, going to the credit union, but then saying, you know what, I'm quitting the credit union, but I'm going to do something that's worth 40000 Right, yeah. and so I, so I, so I got a job as a financial counselor. I was working after the CEO job. After CEO job, right? And so the CEO job wasn't what um, I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. because you know you got to think if I'm working for Citibank, Citibank is a trillion dollar bank. A credit union who's starting from scratch, they don't really have the same capital. Um, and so it just got to a point where there was so much things I wanted to do as a CEO of a credit union, but we didn't have the capital. Uh, we couldn't really, uh, you know, put people's money at risk, you know, to provide the capital that we wanted to the people in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just decided it was something that that that, that wasn't um, entitled was dope. Um, but it wasn't fulfilling what my mission was. My mission was to really help my people. So I was like, all right, let me let me let me, let me take a step back from that. Mm-hmm. And I decided to become a financial counselor. So I worked in in the Bronx, in the South Bronx, uh, you know, as a financial counselor at Millbrook Houses. So uh, for just to paint a picture, uh, the South Bronx uh, or where I worked was the was the one of the poorest congressional districts in the United States. Mm. In the United States, food desert. You know, no. You know, you know, the uh, income was very low. Uh, and, and so I decided to, to go there. Um, and, and I wanted to teach people about wealth. Right. Um, so what, what is it that you teach about wealth in that environment? Man, because so, it's, it's not as easy as yo, you get your, you get your account, you take 10% of your money. It's not that easy. Yeah, right? Because yeah. you're not familiar with that language. Honestly, that that's what, that's what made me realize this principle. I'm telling you that if you want wealth, don't focus on poverty. Right. Because um, at that time I had some things. Right. So I'm, I'm driving an ML 350. Mm-hmm. Right. Mercedes Benz every day going to Millbrook thinking. Right. I want to be I want to display to them. I want to show them. Right. And, and I'm from the hood. So I, I'm not nervous about pulling up in the mm-hmm. Benz in the hood. But the problem was I was soaking up all of that energy every single day. Mm. I was soaking up that that poverty energy. To be honest, 100% frank, because I'm trying to convince people who really they can't see it, right? They're not around wealthy people. They don't. They haven't seen what I've seen, yeah. and so I'm trying to convince them with them, right? I'm I'm there with them, trying to convince them that there's another way, and they're looking at me like, Nah, fam, you here? <laughs> I don't care what you drive. You here with us? Right. You you working a job? And so at that point, I realized, you know what? All right, now you got now you got to practice what you know, not what you're preaching. Practice what you know. 
I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. So I got rich and yeah. gave back to me. That's the win-win. That's when Hope said that that line, at one point, I didn't really understand it. I was like, yo, what are you talking about? You can't help the poor, right? But nah, people respect what you do, not what you say. The reason why the dude, and all due respect to the dude who who got, you know, who who had many years in jail, come home, and he's like, youngin', you got to get your stuff together. Nobody, young, 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 boy, young boy's not listening to him. Nah. They're like, fam, what you, like, you here with us. What you talking right. about? Who they- all right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It sounds good to you saying that exactly. because you know it's real. Absolutely. But to them, it's... It's just, it's, it's hitting their head, not going inside because right. they can't get past what they see. Exactly. And so what happens, though, when, you know, you become rich? What happens when Ash Cash becomes rich? Yeah. When Ash Cash pull up in the 2020? Yeah. Yo, and this season, I don't even got to say, they're going to look at you and know. Yeah. That's why the Doughboys are so influential. Absolutely. Because they like, yo, you can get money. And they see... The dope boy with the money. Right. He's like, yo, hold on. You got these girls. You got the chain. You got the money. Right. Give me a pack. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so, and so, and so that's why, you know, and, and, and that's the other thing that, that I'm, that I'm loving about this movement, black entrepreneurs, you know, people showing, it's listen, it's, it? oh my God, it's, beautiful, it's a beautiful it? sight because now I, I ain't going, you know, I, I ain't going to tell you, uh, get off the block and not give you away. Yeah. I'm going to show you, I'm going to say, yo, I, what, what I'm doing over here, hundred percent legal. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm adding massive value to people's yeah. lives. Massive value, right? I got a mastermind group. Yo, some, yo one, of, one of my participants told me she made $10,000 in a week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Massive value. And, but how is that? Because I'm showing them too. I'm saying, yo, I, I, I did five figures this week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, listen, look, 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 what I'm, look what I'm out here doing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not preaching to you. Yeah. Right? I'm not preaching. I'm not the preacher who's telling you everything's going to be all right. I'm going to say, nah, this is how you do it. And I'm going to lay down a blueprint for you. Yeah. 
And so working there made me realize, like, nah, Ash, if you if you want to change the community, you have to be a demonstration. That's how you change the community, period. Right. 100%. You got to be a demonstration. You know how many people that know me from hanging out on the block see my success and be like, yo, Ash Cash, yo, you such an inspiration. I, I don't talk to you often. I don't tell you this often, but thank you so much for everything that you do because I know where you come from. And if you're able to do it, I'm able to do it too. Yeah. It's a wow. demonstration. Imagine, imagine if I was still on the block with them, preaching every day, like, yo, it's a better way. Mm. Nah, you got, you got to be a demonstration. So what was your first step into demonstrating? Yeah, I, I, I mean, my, my first step was, number one, making sure that my family and I never had to worry about where we we're going to live. And you, left, you just wound up leaving that job. Yeah, I wound up leaving that job. But, because, but once I left that job, I already had, you know, properties, mm. right? And so those properties, we had tenants, my wife and I. And so we were able to, so the money was coming in. Whether I worked or not. I knew I was good. Yeah. And so now with that level of cushion, that level of uh, lack of stress, I don't have to think about the basic necessities. When you yeah. think about the Maslow hierarchy of needs, yeah. a lot of people can't think about wealth and abundance if they're trying to figure out how they feed, feed their kids, yeah. where they're going to live. So with that basic necessity taken care of, now it's about, all right, how do I take my skills that mm -hmm. I have through all these years of working, how can I serve people? Mm -hmm. Right, and let, and let me tell you why that's important. There are too many people out here chasing a bag, mm -hmm. and when you chase a bag, the bag's gonna run from you. All the time. What you need to do is chase people. Who are you? What skills do you have? What problem do you solve? And if you can solve that problem, the more people you solve that problem for, the more money you will make. Easy. And so for me, I said, you know, I want to financially empower people. And so I started doing that through speaking engagements. But I'm like, man, I can't empower enough people. All right, so let me write more books. Let me do more courses. Let me do, <clears throat> let, 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 me, let, let, let me be on radio. Let me, let, me, let me spread my word to more people. And as I was helping people fix their credit, I was helping people get life insurance. I was helping people create estates and trust and understand those complexities. As I was helping more and more people do that, my, my, my bank account kept growing and growing and growing to the point where now, you know, a lot of my, you know, I just came from Haiti with the family, mm. right? And I, I, I made money while I was away. Right. <laughs> beautiful lady. Beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Like, not one time was I worried or was I thinking about, you know, how bills are going to get paid. None of that. Right? And that's why we call it mailbox money. Right, that money's in yeah. the mailbox. It, sure. come, it, it come automatic, and, and, and what happens is that um, if you have the right systems in place, it's about all about systems. Mm -hmm. If you have the right systems in place, that system is working for you, and you don't have to work for it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and so, it's really you know, and, and that's what I do every single day. Every single day, I'm helping people. Every single day, I'm over delivering. Oh, every single day, I'm helping people. You know, you know, get past their limitations and understand that abundance is their birthright. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just telling; I'm giving you the blueprint. I'm I'm giving you the motivation, but I'm also giving you the tools. I'm telling you how to set up your life insurance. I'm telling you how to set up your business. I'm telling you how to do all these things because once you do these things, you're gonna you're gonna be able to reap the benefits. But not just do these things because you're after the money do these things because you're after serving people yeah and that's what i do every day uh and and you know i, I live i live a, i live an abundant life i love it i, I love, love it. an abundant life all right so so walk me through some of the um 
some of the core teachings, yeah. like the practical stuff. Somebody comes and says, yo, I want to be a part of your program or yeah. I want to be, you know, a one-on-one client. Yeah. What are the first steps you're taking them through? Yeah, I think, I think n- number one is uh, mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Number one is that, that sense of knowing what you want and why you want it mm-hmm. and that you deserve it, right? And that you're worthy of having it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the amount of people who want things are in a position to receive those things, but because they don't feel worthy, they self-sabotage themselves, mm. right? And so mm. number one is really just getting into the mind state space, understanding, you know, what is it that you actually want, yeah. right? You can't just say, you know, I want to live a good life. Like, what does a good life look like? Yeah. Because what, 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 what David Shands want is different from what Ash Cash want, yeah. right? Like success, what, what success looks like for you is different from, and that's the beauty of the, of the, of the world. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. That there's more than enough for everybody. Absolutely. We're not we, we're not co- competing. There's more than enough for everybody. And so number one is deciding what you want. Being crystal clear about what you want. But then number two is understanding what is it going to take for you to get there. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, I tell people that you got to know your numbers. Yeah. Right? You can't say that, you know, you want uh, an estate and you don't know how much it costs to build an estate. Yeah. You don't know how much the land costs. You don't know, you, you gotta know all of that, right? You have to be specific, right? You mm-hmm. have to be smart, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, it's really t- teaching people to know the numbers, teaching people to, to really uh, create a plan Right. Have some short term goals, have some midterm goals, have some long term goals, short term mm-hmm. goals, anything one to three years, have some midterm goals, anything from three to seven years, long term goals, anything seven years and above. Mm-hmm. Right. Understand that. Have those goals ready, ready for you. Understand those numbers, because, again, from a law of attraction and practicality. Right. Because the truth of the matter is that law of attraction is practical. I just say that because a lot of people are like, oh, law of attraction. You know, speak things into existence. No, it's not. It, it, that, that's part of it, mm-hmm. right? But it has to start with the vision. You can't get to a place if you don't know where you're going. Yeah. You can't get to a place if you can't see it, right? And so you have to combine the two. You have to combine that vision with the actual practical steps. And, and the practical step is to know. Yeah. You have to know. I can tell you right now what my ideal lifestyle looks like. I can tell you how much the 33 acres that I'm about to buy costs. I can tell you how much that is. You're about to grab 33 acres. You know what I'm saying? 33 acres. I I can tell you how much that costs. I can tell you how much it's going to cost to put this state up. What are you going to do with the 33 acres? I mean, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. I mean, mean, part of it is really, uh, and and, and 100% honesty, um, you know, there was a point where I wanted things more than I wanted uh, security. Right. Uh, but what this pandemic did for me was 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 shift that a little bit because I'm saying to myself, OK, go ahead, get the G wagon. I'm still going to get it. But go ahead, get the G wagon. Right. Mm-hmm. But if there's a worldwide pandemic. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And nobody could go outside. Can you feed yourself? 
right? Maslow, hierarchy of needs. Can you feed yourself and your family? Can you protect yourself and your family? And so for me, my number one priority, I want to learn agriculture. I want to learn how to grow my own food. Mm. I want to make sure that if anything happens, right, in, in this new world that we live in, that I, that that my responsibility to my family is taken care of, you know? Mm. And so, that, so that's my vision. My vision is to have uh, uh, acres full of land with an estate, but also agriculture, being able to raise our own food, having, uh, you know, having, you know, some, some of the nice stuff like pools and right, you know right, things, you know, sure, things of that sure. nature as well. But then also being able to be self-sufficient, mm. self-sufficient, self-sufficiency is so important to me right now. Right. It is the most important thing, because at the end of the day, you can't rely on people. You can't rely on jobs. You can't rely on the government. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, one of the steps I, I teach people all the time, you have to know, be specific, know exactly what you want. But here's the deal. You are in the what business. You are not in the how and when business. You are in the what business. You're in the what business, not the how and the when. Right. And, 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 and let me explain. A lot of times people are so caught up. They know what they want, but they're so caught up in how it's going to happen, how it's going to materialize, when it's going to materialize. And this is what I talked about earlier, where you got to stay in, in some daytight compartments, right? Because if you know what you want and every single day you're moving, moving, moving in that direction, there might be opportunities that you didn't even think about mm -hmm. that come along and help you get to that destination faster. For sure. Right. When I think about selling millions of books, when I think about, you know, touching millions of people, I didn't know that, you know, these these major uh, TV houses were going to reach out to me and, and give me an opportunity to potentially be in millions of households. You I didn't, didn't know, but you knew. But I knew. I did know. I did. didn't know, but you knew. I did. I did. Uh, I see what you did there. I you did. You feel me? I feel you. It's 100%. like it's like some people. You have to have this knowing that it's going to happen Absolutely. without knowing when it's going to happen. Absolutely. And you're in the what? In the what business. And and that's why that's important though, right? You're because what happens spicy, Look, look, here's, 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 here's the thing. A lot of times people are in the what business, then they try to be in the how and the when business, and then when it doesn't happen how they thought, and when they thought, what are they gonna do? They're gonna the give what? up. Yeah, the what changes. The what changes. Ah, you know what? I don't want that no more. I'm gonna, I want this. I want this. This is how I'm going to get it. This is when I'm going to get it. Oh, that don't happen. All right, I want this. But what if you just stay consistent? What if you stayed in the what business and say, yo, I want that, and I'm just going to focus on it. I know I'm going to get it. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. I'm, on, I'm, a, I'm putting in the work, mm. right? I can't deposit money and not have access to withdraw it. And so if I'm, if, if I'm depositing into the universe, I'm, I'm, I'm demonstrating to the universe that I want this, it's, it's, it's going to give me everything I owe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so and so that's the first step is really getting to that space of that what. What is it that you want? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you really want? For sure, for sure. And once you know it, right? And I'm not saying, like, like, like I know how much the land costs. I know how much the builders cost. I know how much the sewage costs. I know all of that. I know the prices. And then once you know the prices, now you just move in daytight compartments. You just move and move and move. So now when that opportunity does come, where you look at your bank account and you have enough to make it happen, mm -hmm. here you go. Yeah. I'll have to guess. Yeah. I'll have to think about how, how it's going to happen. And so that's the first part. Second part is really getting people to a space of abundance. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and I call it a financial freedom fund. Everybody should have a financial freedom fund. A financial freedom fund. Yeah. Um, people call it an emergency fund. 
Words have power. Mm -hmm. We're not calling any emergencies into our life. <laughs> so I call it a financial freedom fund. I like that. I need you to have six to eight months of expenses in an account. Mm -hmm. And that should be your goal. You should be figuring, every time you make money, you should be putting a certain uh, percentage away to make sure that you have six to eight months of expenses in an account. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know your basic necessities are, are, are filled. Yeah. Right? I mean, this, you know, this is my third time mentioning Maslow hierarchy of needs, but that's important in mindset. Because if you understand that the brain space that you're taking away by worrying about the basic things is the same brain space you need to be able to create. You, were, you are a creator. If you're made in the image and likeness of God, God is the creator. You are a co-creator. You create as well. And you've been, you, were, you were created to create. But if you're focusing on the lower level stuff, the stuff that you, you're supposed to be provided for, you don't have the capacity to create. So now you're not even doing or being who you were put on the earth to be because you're focusing on the lower level things. So I need you to get to a space where you create that financial freedom fund so you never have to worry about the lower level things because the, the, the who you were supposed to be, I need you to focus on that every single day and I need you to be it. Not do it, right? We, we're not in the business of doing. Stop doing stuff. That's the reason we, you failing. You failing because you doing. Stop doing. Just be. Stop doing stuff. Stop doing stuff. You wake up like, all right, what am I going to do today? Nah. Who you going to be today? Who are you? Yeah. Who you going to be? Just be. I love it. And once you be, everything else falls into place. And that's based off identifying... Um, you know, what your plan is. Absolutely. So first, you identify what you want, yep. and then you create this plan. And you're saying the plan should definitely be um, having six to eight months? Absolutely. Six to eight months of expenses of in expenses. an account. Absolutely. In an account. Right? So how, how much does it cost to be you? Yeah. And whatever that costs, multiply that by six to eight and just know that this, this is what my goal is to have that cushion so mm. I can focus on being and not focus on doing. So walk me back to the bank. What did you notice from the clients? Like, uh, what are, are there certain spend habits that you noticed? Was there certain debits that you saw like over and over again in this particular type of client? And then I seen certain deposits in this particular, what, what was what yeah, some so things that you I mean, noticed? I mean, honestly, most of the clients that were living check to check uh, were living above their means. Right. And so when you when you when you see, you know, the, 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 the car payments, the big car payments, the big mortgages that are coming through, you already sort of understand that there's one check. Right. One like money's coming in once or twice a month mm -hmm. and then money is coming out consistently with the people that are wealthy. Money was always coming in consistently. Mm. It's most it's always checks coming through. There's always money coming through. There's always wire transfers. There's always deposits, right? And that's how the balance happens. You have to, and it's just pure math. It has to be more deposits than withdrawals. Yeah. And so what's happening is that the people who live in check to check, they get they get a check once, they get a check twice, and then and then but the bills keep popping up, keep popping yeah. up, keep popping up. But the other folks, they always have more than enough. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the mindset that I want everybody to be in. I want you to have more than enough. Right? Stop, stop just living for just enough. You should have more than enough. You should have more than enough to the point where, where your life isn't costing you your life savings. Mm -hmm. Man, I was talking to my homegirl, Tarek, and I said, yo, when did you know you was rich? Mm. 
Like, when did it hit you? Like, yo, I'm rich. Mm. And this is what she told me. And it wasn't even on the podcast, I don't think. It was like me just like, ride, like we were, we were riding and I asked her a question. And I'm thinking it was going to be like, yo, when I could buy something. She said, I knew I had made it. I was successful when I went to the grocery store and didn't check my account before mm. I swiped my card. Yeah, that's a great feeling, though. I'll be honest with that, you. Yo, it, and it hits so yeah, different. Yeah. Because I, I remember, I re, bro, yeah. before I make any buying decision, yeah. now I ain't going to try doing it in front of people, but right. when I pull up in my car, I'm going to check the, Not okay, facts. let me just make sure. Facts. Because you never know what's coming out, Absolutely. what hit, Not what didn't fact. hit. That's a fact. And she said, yo, I, and, and she's wealthy multiple times yeah. over. Yeah. And she said, yo, when I ain't had to check my account. Yeah. So, like, when you said, like, these wealthy people always have more than enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's different. It's and and it's, it's funny you say that because you, t- I mean, you literally take me to a space. Like I remember, like when people would be like, "Yo, come on, let's go out to eat. Let me pull up the app real quick. Let me make gotta check on the low. You gotta I, check on, on the, the low, low. like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Y'all need the bathroom real quick. Right, yeah, bathroom? yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yo, 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 you gonna order another one of those? Hold on. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, you Disclaimer, know. Disclaimer, yo, I'm, I don't want to drink no more. Yo, I ain't drinking. Y'all stop drinking. You know what I'm saying? And so, that, so, 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 so you know, that, that's a wonderful feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why I, I urge everybody to get to that space of having that emergency fund. Oh, having that financial freedom fund. I love it. Right? Because you, if, you, if your goal, if you're focusing on financial freedom, you have to have that fund that helps mm-hmm. you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it, it's another principle that I live by. Is raising the zero. Mm. So I remember when uh, when I would tell somebody I don't have any money, mm-hmm. that meant mm-hmm. I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. I had no money. Yeah. Like you look at an account and it's either zero or like negative. Yeah. I have no money. Yeah. But then I got to a point where somebody told me, they said, yo, uh, I think it was some percentage of people don't have $1,000 in their bank account. Yeah. So my next goal was having like 1000 Absolutely. And if I had a thousand and ten dollars, yep. I was broke. Absolutely. But years ago, if yeah. I had a thousand dollars, yo, what are we doing facts, tonight? Big where, facts. Where, big where facts. We at? Yeah, big facts. Right. So I remember my mom yeah. asking me one time, and once I started adopting this, my mom asked me for some money one time, and I looked at my account and I had like a little over a thousand dollars, and she asked me for some money, and I was like, Psh, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. But on the inside, I was convicted. Did sure. I lie to my mom? Yeah. But when I when I see the thousand, it looks like zero Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. But I know in the banking industry, there are some people that will blow their brains out when they get down to that last million. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, and, yo, it's yeah, all over. Absolutely. And that's the thing, and I, and I love that you you bring that up because that's that you, you're absolutely right. You have to raise that number, right? You have to raise that number. If, if you know, so here's the deal, right? If somebody, let's just, let's just say, if somebody's bills is $2,000 a month, and I'm telling you to be financially free, you, th- you should have six to eight months of expenses in an account. That means that you need to have between $12,000 and, and $6,000 $16,000 in your account. If you don't have that, then you're you're broke. Yeah. You ain't got it. You ain't got if it. you got $5,000 back from tax return and it don't equal to that $12,000, you ain't got it. Yeah. You ain't bowling, no. <laughs> right. People that's see it, and, and that's the thing because, um, and, and, and that's the other thing that, that, that has worked is that once you see it, I want you to like get used to having it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get to a space where you got five thousand dollars now and you're trying to figure out how to spend it. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like, like, like what Chris Rock once said that people spend money like money's going to rot. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, let me hurry up. No, like it's going to go bad. Learn how, learn how it is to just have money. Yeah. Be, be content with just having money. It is a great feeling. Oh, 100%. And I, somebody else said something that was really profound. And they said, because I'm thinking, yo, I need to make some more money so that I can have this plan. I yeah. need to make more money so I can have, you know, a few months saved. And it changed my life. It's like, yo, the best way to make money is to stop spending so much. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And you hear this, you hear that phrase, a penny saved is a penny earned. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute yep. at a penny. Yep. But when you look at your account and you see that, you know, I looked at all my food expenses and I spent $400 on restaurants this month. Yeah. Is it easier to go make $400 more mm-hmm. or to just eat at the crib? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I'm, 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 I'm still positive more than $400 next month exactly. than last month. And that's the good thing about this pandemic, though. This pandemic has forced people to not spend as crazy that, as they would spend. Mm-hmm. And so now a lot of people are coming up like, Man, I ain't really even have to for sure. be as broke as I used to be because mm-hmm. I I was creating this this mm-hmm. this brokenness, you know. For sure. And, and so and so that you know and and so that that leads me to the next foundational thing that I tell people. And let me touch on this real quick. Yeah. And I had to I had to stop myself being transparent because you see yourself not spending as much money. Yeah. And you find yourself on Amazon yeah, looking yeah, 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 for facts, stuff. That's a fact. I still do that. Oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm being transparent. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yo, yo, this happened like three days ago. Yeah, yeah. It it just made me feel like I bought nothing in a while. I'm on Amazon, like, do I need something for my podcast? Like, yo, Black Friday, yo, and and I actually did get something, but I called my guy, like, yo, do you got any any, uh, sales for podcast equipment? So I want to buy another mic and stuff like that. And I justified in my mind that I needed it for my business, but it's really a sickness. Right. In terms of my habit for spending, now I'm not. I, I I'm doing a lot better than I would. Absolutely, but that habit creeps. Absolutely, up. I'm sorry. I, I just had to get no, that no, on no, my no. Chest. And, 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 I, and I and I appreciate that because you know that's the true transparency. But though, right? That habit is not is not is not put, putting you in the poorhouse for sure. It wasn't sneakers. It was right. something I could actually right. use. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. And so and, and so that's the other thing is that I always say also right. One source of income is bad for your wealth. <laughs> it's bad for your wealth. So we, we we have to start preaching multiple streams of income. Have to. Got to. You have to you have to have multiple streams of income. And that's why earlier when I said I believe 80% of what uh or I agree with 80% of what Dave Ramsey says, the other 20 eh, maybe not, because you know he's live you know, he's on this no debt lifestyle hundred percent. Uh and I'm saying don't 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 allow debt to be your master. Right. Mm-hmm. In both ways, meaning don't allow it to be your master by taking out debt, but also don't make don't allow it to be your master by every time you make money, you're just focusing on paying debt. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want you to focus on your on your financial freedom fund. Sure. I'd rather you be financially free and, 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 and pay whatever, you know, pay them whatever you got. Sure. Right. Stop making debt so emotional. But imagine if you have multiple streams of income. Right. That debt becomes nothing. Now you can pay off that debt. And now once you pay off that debt, you never have to get back into debt because the money is, you know, continuously coming sure. in. You know, I think the reason why you probably resonate with 80% of what he says is probably because he talks to 80% of the world. Yeah. 
And in fact, if you had a conversation with him, I probably believe that he believes 80% of the stuff that he says. Absolutely. Here's what I mean. If he's going to make a big purchase, or he's probably telling people, yo, use your cash to make these purchases. Mm -hmm. If you can't, if you can't afford to buy it, just don't, don't use a credit card. He's probably telling you to cut your credit cards up, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm sure he got an Amex card. Bro. Absolutely, without a doubt. And I'm sure if he gonna buy new furniture for his crib, he gonna put it on that Amex Absolutely. card. Absolutely. He might pay it off, right. but he's gonna use the card. Absolutely. But he tells other people, don't use a credit card at all because most people aren't responsible Absolutely. enough. Yep. Like right now, my um my credit card, I, I have a gold Amex and I owe 10,000 on it. Mm -hmm. I didn't owe ten thousand. I, owe, I owed nothing last month. Mm -hmm. I'm about to pay the whole ten thousand now. Mm -hmm. But I understand you put the ten up. Yep. You get all the points. Exactly. And then you pay it off. Absolutely. But I wouldn't spend it unless I had the money. Right. To pay it off. Absolutely. So I I know with like like financial education. Yeah. You got to talk to like the masses because yeah. a lot of people aren't responsible enough to say okay I'm gonna spend it and then I'm gonna pay it off. Yeah, but the, but I think I think the problem with that is. Um, you're not giving everybody the full picture, mm. right? And so I agree with you 100%. But most people can't handle the full picture. Who am I to say that? Okay, so I, I give it to you this way. Yeah. Um, the major if, if you're in front of a group of people yeah. and you say, yo, this is what you need to do, yeah. okay? Use your credit card for the expenses. If you got the money, pay it off mm -hmm. before the end of the month. Yep. What they hear is, Use my card, pay it off by the end of the month. Mm -hmm. But in a large audience, mm -hmm. somebody takes it and says, oh, all right, I'm going to use my card right now because I get paid on the 30th. Right. And by the time they get paid, right. they're not able to calculate, oh, oh, I spent too much on my card. Oh, right. okay, I'm, a, I'm and then something else comes up. Right. The the majority, they're not, they're not able to... Um, to, to manage right all of the information but but, but, here, but here's the deal I think I think I think that's because that wasn't all the information though mm. right what, what 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 you told me just now was all the information meaning hey guys listen you can make some free money off your credit cards I don't want you to spend any money that you wouldn't have spent before I only want you to use what you have cash for right now mm. Put it on your credit card, and when that bill comes up, that cash that you would have spent on it anyway, I need you to pay off that credit card in full so that way you don't incur any additional interest, and now you just earn 10,000 points that you can convert into cash that is extra, and that's how you do it. That's all the information. That's different. That's different from me just saying, hey, if you, if you charge someone on your credit card, make sure you pay it back. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. So I'll give you an example. So I wrote a book uh, based on Jay-Z's 444 album, right? It's called The Wake Up Call, Financial Lessons Learned from 444. Reason why I wrote the book, when Jay-Z came out with 444, everybody's thinking, you know, they're, they're focusing on the 20% of the album where he cheated on Beyonce. 80% of, uh, of the album, he's game. telling you, game. A million dollars <laughs> worth of game for 9.99, right? Yeah. But let me give you some quick game. Jay-Z and Beyonce buy a $180 million uh, villa, right, uh, you know, house. They take $80 million, and they uh, they pay cash with $80 million. So I think it's $130. They took $80 million, they pay cash. $50 million, they they uh, they, they, they took out as a, as a mortgage. Mm -hmm. 
yo, combined, they're worth billions of dollars. Why mm. wouldn't they? Mm. Right? Why wouldn't they say, yo, I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna pay this one, this, this one thirty. That's it. I'm a peep game though. That fifty million mortgage rates were so low that they got that fifty million, that thirty year mortgage at fifty million at four percent. Mm. They got access to one to, to to the best investment advisors ever. And so they take that same 50 million that they would have put into that house, which is a dead a- dead ass. It's a dead asset. That 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 is is, is it's so New York. Dead ass. <laughs> right? It's a dead asset. And so instead of taking that 50 million and putting it into a dead asset, they take that 50 million and they invest it with their with their investment advisor who's giving them what? Maybe eight to nine percent on fifty million dollars, and so that eight to nine percent, they now take that four percent to pay off that mortgage. They're up by having a mortgage, by having a mortgage. If they wouldn't have had the mortgage, that 50, that hundred and thirty million would be a dead asset. Mm-hmm. But by taking out that mortgage and then taking that money and investing it, they're taking the money that they're making from that investment, that extra, you know, four to five percent that they're making. Right now, they're, they're making money over 30 years. And that, now that 50 million is probably going to grow and be mm-hmm. something else. That is a way that you can use debt to build wealth. Dave Ramsey's not teaching that. Mm, gotcha. He's just saying debt is bad. And so now I'm talking to people and people are like, oh, oh I don't want no debt. No, if it's good debt, if it's debt that's going to help increase your wealth, why, why not? Mm. And so I just believe that there are proper ways to use debt. To use debt. But that's why I teach mindset first too, mm. right? Because if I started with the practical things and teach mindset later, then you wouldn't be in a proper position to receive what I'm telling you. Yeah, that's real. But if I'm teaching you mindset first, by the time I start teaching you about, you know, these wealth principles, you get it because your mind is in a different space. Mm, yeah, good point. Golly, there's so, so many gems in this joint, man. Like, and I really hope people understand what's going on here. And these are the kind of conversations that need to happen. Absolutely. Like, we're not here talking about sports. You're not talking about, you know, like, stuff and, you know, what's going on and, you know, on the shade room and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We got to have these kind of conversations about wealth. Especially now, though, right? Because um, we are standing on the backs of our ancestors, right? And so we understand um, all the things that have happened to black and brown people in this country and, you know, the, the, the lack of capital, the lack of access to wealth and all that stuff. But we're at a space right now that literally, though, there's literally a wealth transfer happening. We are the generation. We are the generation that can literally change the trajectory of our kids, 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 kids. We could change the world for black and brown people forever. Mm. How so? Why? Because there is no, uh, the, the, the access, to, the, the, the barriers to, to, to access or, you know, what it took before for people to, to, to gain wealth. There was, uh, there always had to be a middleman. You had to have the right connections. You had to have the right. But now with social media, with access, you have direct access to billions of people who need and want your products and services. You can provide them those products and services. And when you gain that money from the 
products and services. Now you can start buying up assets that are going to create more money. And now you start to create this legacy of assets that you could pass down to your, your next generation for years and years to come. Instead of each, each time a new generation has to start over. Mm-hmm. Because that's where we, we were at. We were at a space where we run this far, then we go back. We run this far, then we go back. Now is the time to have these conversations because it's, you know th- the money is there. Wealth transfer is happening. Baby boomers are getting old. They're giving the money to their, their younger millennials. A lot of millennials don't know what to do with that money. And so while that transfer is happening from the, the older people who had the money and now they're giving those inheritances to the, to the younger people, that wealth transfer is happening. When you think about this pandemic where, you know, businesses are shutting down and people are not understanding, you know, what's the next wave, you can be that creator that creates the next wave. Right. In 2008, billion dollar businesses were created during that recession. And so when you think about 2020 and this pandemic and that things are happening, things are shifting, you could be that change agent and you could change that trajectory. So understand the wealth principles, though. Right. Understand that now, once you make money, let's not just stop the circulation of money. Let's not just make money and then and then let it let it go out. Let's circulate it. Let's circulate it with with, with other black businesses. Let's buy some assets. Let, let, let's buy black, let's hire black, let's continue to, to, to grow our wealth. And as we continue to grow our wealth, not just in dollars too, in knowledge, right? Like, like let's, let's continue to have these type of conversations. Let's talk about why every single family member should have life insurance. Because life insurance creates an immediate estate for your family. Let's talk about why you should have a, a family trust. So that when that life insurance, the beneficiary is the family trust and not a person. Because what what happens? Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, most wealth is gone after the third generation. I don't care what 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 ethnicity you you are, right? Because what happens? First generation grinds. Second generation was there, but wants to make it easier for the for the third generation. So it gives the the third generation the money. They feel entitled. They blow it up. So what if you created a system that you never money never gets de- passed down to a person? Mm. Money gets passed down to what? To, to an entity that is being told what to do, right? If anybody is power fans, remember the, the, the last episode of Power where, 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 where James St. Patrick died and he wrote a will and he, and he created a trust, actually, and he said, yo, Tariq, you get X amount of money, but, but you can't get this money till what? Till you graduate college. Mm. So even at death, he's still dictating to make sure you go to school and you only get this money if this happens. So imagine creating a family trust and you have life insurance and, and, and every single person has life insurance. When they pass away, because everybody's going to die, that money gets passed on to the family trust. The family trust has a set of rules that says this is what you have to do to get this money. You don't have to go to a bank. You can borrow from the family trust. Like this is These are the type of conversations that we need to be starting to have. Mm, I love it. I love it. Man, listen, I want to say thank you for uh, dropping by because uh, we literally talked about it yesterday. He was like, yo, I'm pulling up. And you pulled up on time. That's love. I appreciate that, my brother. So um, I I definitely want, we got to make this prediction. I think you kind of touched on it uh, earlier. I like to make predictions on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like you're going to be accomplishing in the next five to 10 years? Mm -hmm. So that I can watch this later yep. in five to ten years and say, yo, 
Cash said he was going to do that five years ago. Look, he actually did it. Absolutely. So, Give me some of give me some of your your predictions. Yeah, so um, number one, having a, an Emmy award winning uh, financial television show. An Emmy award winning financial television show. Emmy award winning of uh, uh, Emmy award winning financial television show. Is there an example of something like it? Right um, no, and that's why I'm gonna be the first to do it. Because I mean, re- re- really, there, there there aren't any financial education shows that have won Emmys that I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be the first to, to, to earn, you know, to earn an Emmy uh, from a financial show. Uh, I will have an influence that's going to influence millions of people. Uh, I will be able to provide jobs and entrepreneurship opportunities for communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be building communities. So, I'm, so I, I will be uh, buying acres of land. Uh, I will be building communities and providing, uh, you know, shelter, b- providing uh, agriculture, providing mm-hmm. uh, business opportunities. Uh, for the communities that 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 I care of, which is the Black and Brown community, um, and so th- those are those are the major things. Just you know, I know in the next five years, uh, my influence is going to be uh, you know gonna, you know in God's will. Let me just say that uh, in God's will uh, that in the next five years, my influence will um, you know be in the millions. That that I'll, I'll be a household name. People will know who Ash Cash is. Uh, I will uh, create a dialogue for self improvement. Uh, people will understand that they can do anything they put their minds to um and then in, in as i continue to demonstrate as i continue to become you know or 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 be my my god self uh greatness on display uh, i will use my influence and the 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 wealth that i amass uh to help other people uh live the, their best life as well solid i love it yes, look sir. man i again i really appreciate you dropping by the show i'm gonna do a quick commercial okay but i need you to uh give us some closing bars okay i'm gonna give you a second to think about it all right so uh this show is all as always is sponsored by the morning meetup the morningmeetup.com the only the only the only community that gathers every single day um to teach you how to start grow and scale your business there's a bunch of people who don't know what to do as an entrepreneur and they join the program because they really, really want to get some ideas on how I can make some money or how I can start something. There's some people that started a business and they need a community that's going to help them grow. So we literally, literally have hundreds of people um, that join every single morning. We have like 300 people. Oh, you know what? I need you on this. I need you on the call. Let's do it. This month. Let's do it. Because we're teaching. We're talking about becoming financially lit. Oh, that's that's what that's me all day yeah that's me all day let's do it let's do it let's do it if if you hurry up now okay you'll be able to get and if you miss the calls you will you have access to all the recordings we have so many dope people so many dope topics and I'm literally on that thing every single day so I like to talk to you it's not webinar style where you only see one person you see all the little boxes we had like 300 some people on the call this morning disgusting it's just beautiful to see a sea of just black folk just learning and growing. So go to themorningmeetup.com. I'm going to give you an opportunity to join and just try it out for a dollar. It's just a dollar. Try it out for a dollar for seven days. If you like it, stay. If you don't like it, well, you invested a dollar to hear the dopest information you'll ever hear. Um, It's like a conference we put on every week. It's crazy. But 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Every single day, Monday through Friday, I want to see you there, okay? All right, so, Ash Cash, thank yes. you so much for coming to the nah, show, thank my you, brother. brother. Thank you for having um, me. I appreciate I, you. I need you to keep spreading the gospel. Yes, sir. 
Keep spreading the good news. Yes, Keep teaching our people. Yes, I mean, you've been through every part of it. I mean, broke, in trouble, um, corporate, entrepreneur. You've like you've touched every element. You you had a job in uh, the area where the money is. Right. You had a job in the area where the money ain't, and mm-hmm. you like you can touch it from so many different aspects, Absolutely. man. So, Absolutely. and I respect you for for what you're doing. So Thank please you. share with the people how they can get in touch with you, yes. how they can support your movement, and uh, close us out with some closing words. Yeah. So you know, definitely. First and foremost, again, appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can fo- go go to my website, IamAshCash.com. Uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms at mm-hmm. IamAshCash. <laughs> uh, you know, make sure you know uh, at, if you want to support the books, go to ashcashbooks.com you want some merchandise go to ashcashmerch.com uh, you want to join my mastermind group go to mailboxmoneyacademy.com uh, you want to build your legacy go to mindrightlegacy.com you already know um, you know I, and, and closing bars I just want you to understand uh, you are made in the image and likeness of God uh, you are greatness on display there is nothing absolutely nothing that you could put your mind to that cannot happen if you if you don't stop it you are your biggest enemy wow. your inner me is the inner is the <laughs> enemy Fast out to my guy Julian Gordon. I got that from him. But make sure that you guys understand who you are, you know, what power you possess. And if you put your mind to it and put your grind to it, though, thoughts become things with action. That's the thing. Thoughts become things with action. You put your mind to it, put your grind to it. Life, you can have heaven on earth. Life could be exactly what you want it to be. So just believe in yourself. Be God. Greatness on display. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.